Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Right, uh, Ben Strang with us this morning and uh, Aidan McLaughlin, a couple of regulars here on the panel. And uh, Aidan McLaughlin, uh, David White stepping down. A bit of a surprise, I think, uh, for Martin Sneddon. He thought it would be coming in the next year or two, but uh, he'll be gone in two months. So what would be your wish list for the incoming NZC CEO? Yeah, morning to you, Smithy, and morning to you, Ben. Yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise, wasn't it? I guess these things, even though you know they're going to happen possibly relatively soon, it's always a little bit of a surprise when the actual announcement comes. But, um, yeah, for me, I've got two names I've thought of. Uh, One name is relatively obvious, the other one not so much. Uh, Heath Mills from uh, the Players Association. I think he has done a wonderful job over many, many years at the Players Association. Um, So he has a great knowledge, obviously, of the sport and the intricacies, and he has wonderful relationships. So he he would be uh, right at the top of my list. But alongside him would be a little bit more left field, and that would be Justin Nelson. Uh, Justin Nelson, although he does not have a cricket background, he has shown himself uh, with the New Zealand Basketball League to be uh, someone who has a wonderful sports administration uh, ability. Um, And I just think the way that he rejuvenated that league um, and now he's moved on to Sky, obviously, is a great role there, and he works for you at SENZ as well. Uh, the great thing about Justin Nelson is not only the relationships uh, and, and the things that he can produce for his sport, but also he's very fan-focused. So those would be the two for me. Okay, very interesting. Uh, ben Strang, uh, what about you? Uh, I hadn't really thought about individuals. Um, there's There's a number of sort of sports uh you know administrators who who do come to mind uh you know i i immediately think of is it dale budge who used to run the the tennis open um mm. if you're wanting cricket then cam mitchell does a good job in wellington um and 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 could be ready for a step up um he's actually done a fantastic job with wellington with some of the um pathway stuff the way that wom- the women's game has been growing um all that sort of thing um but but in general my wish list for for the new CEO, whoever that may be, is that they focus slightly more. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be focusing on the the black caps and the white ferns um, quite as much as they are, but I'd like to see them focus a little bit more on the grassroots game because I feel like with a real focus on on the professional end, that perhaps uh, the the grassroots game has slipped away, and perhaps that is a reason why we're not seeing as many. Uh, really impressive sort of youth players coming through the ranks anymore. Maybe the development needs to to improve. So perhaps that's something that that could be focused on by New Zealand cricket to to just bring that back. I, you know, I, I've said before that I'm a little bit worried about the the strength of of player coming through at the moment, and it's hard to identify and pinpoint exactly what has caused that. Whether it is just little old New Zealand doesn't have the the stock. Um, but, ha- but perhaps that's something that, that could be focused on in the men's and women's game from from a new CEO. Yeah, I, I find that interesting, um, Aidan, too. I, I enjoyed 
hearing his uh, his absolute um, <coughs> reasoning for um, the change from uh, Sky across to Spark and now, of course, on to TVNZ. So uh, I kind of think they've got themselves out of jail a wee bit um, with having that TVNZ natural progression because of the partnership with uh, Spark. Otherwise, they might have had to go cap in hand to somebody else. Oh, listen, undoubtedly, I mean, it's worked out very well for them, hasn't it? Um, it obviously wasn't the plan. Um, the the money, the, the cash injection over six years from Spark Sport was considerable, and it has allowed New Zealand cricket to uh, move forward with things like uh, increased uh, female contracts, development contracts, uh, and a bit more investment in grassroots cricket. So they've, they've had the money there. And now, of course, for the last three years of that six-year deal, um, they get the best of both worlds because suddenly now everything's going to be on, on free to air. So, so for me, the, 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 the interesting negotiation for any new CEO that, that comes in is going to be what happens after the six-year contract because Sky obviously come back into the equation, but they know they're in a, from a financial perspective, they're in a relatively strong negotiating position because there isn't a competition in the market like there was when they came along. Um, but equally... You know how much can be done with a free-to-air um, provider. You know what what will happen over the next couple of years with TVNZ, um, and how much money can they afford to to put into to cricket. So, yeah, the, the, that's a huge responsibility for any new CEO because the last thing that New Zealand cricket wants uh, at the end of the six years is suddenly for the the, the rights to be worth uh, less than they are at the moment because then cuts need to be made and. Um, all areas of the game could potentially suffer as a result of that. Absolutely. Well, we're told uh, David White's left, or will be leaving the room with uh, a healthy set of books and um, and uh, some long-term contracts going forward. So uh, we'll wait to see uh, who the new appointment will be in uh, two or three months' time. Right, uh, let's uh, turn our attention to uh, a bit of rugby here, Ben, and the administration side of it as well, with this uh, signing of this uh, memorandum of understanding between New Zealand Rugby and the Japan Rugby Football Union to grow the game across the Asia-Pacific region, but players must stay in New Zealand to be considered as or, or for All Black selection. What have you made of this? From a financial point of view, it seems to make sense. I, I imagine that New Zealand Rugby will make a heck of a lot of money out of this. Um, I, I, I didn't note, I mean, were the Black Ferns mentioned in this at all or is it just the All Blacks and All Blacks 15 and Māori All Blacks and, um, you know, but, but you know, so, so from that side of things, I think it makes sense. I think they'll want to get the, the Black Ferns involved as well, get a lot of games out there. I, I doubt that we're going to see high-quality matches being played. Um, uh, you know, hopefully... This does help Japan increase the quality of of their rugby, uh, but but yeah, I see this purely as a financial thing from the organisation, and I mean the the signal that yeah players won't be able to come back and play for the All Blacks if they're overseas is is unsurprising to me. I think New Zealand rugby have made it very clear over a very long time that players who are playing overseas and on sabbaticals and that sort of thing will not be able to play for New Zealand rugby. I do think there will be a day where that has to change and I think it will be sooner rather than later because the money that is on offer for players to go and play in Japan or Europe is just so phenomenal that younger guys are going to be looking at that and thinking, well, you know, I can set my, my family up here by going over and fulfilling one of these contracts. Sure, I might miss out on, on one of those dreams of playing for New Zealand rugby, but 
sometimes things are more important. If you can set yourself up for life, um, you've got to take a look at that. And if New Zealand rugby don't adjust, I do think in the future, um, things will, will be difficult. Yeah, I, look, I, I totally agree. And um, uh, one of the interesting things that might come out of this for me, Aidan, is that we've lost so much coaching knowledge to uh, Japan. I mean, we're contributing, I would imagine, uh, in knowledge alone uh, more than any other country to the growth of the game in the Asia-Pacific region anyway through that. Um, but whether we can uh, do some, if we can't do a deal with players overseas, what about coaches coming back? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? The, 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 just like the players can make so much money um, over in Japan and the other parts of the world, so can the coaches. I mean, I think what you tend to see is that uh, coaches also do need to show themselves here in New Zealand uh, at a decent level before they do attract those bigger contracts. That's not exclusive, of course. There are different circumstances, but... But I just think that the, the the player drain is more likely because there are there is such a good layer of uh, of players who maybe won't be All Blacks one day, but they are still very very high quality players, and they could be Maori All Blacks, they could be All, all Black Fifteen players quite easily, um, and it's those players that seem to be the most susceptible to being picked up and, and us losing them. I think the coaches uh, probably isn't quite as concerning on the coach front. Um, but, but to Ben's point, I, I totally agree that this is, you know, this is financially very, very attractive for New Zealand rugby. Um, clearly a great marketing tool as time goes on. My understanding is that the Memorandum of Understanding does uh, include Māori All Black and All Black 15 games, but not there was no mention of Black Ferns, to the best of my knowledge. So, um, yeah, that, that's my understanding of that. Yeah, I, I thought I did see something about the possibility of a couple of uh, test matches against the Japanese women's team, but... Uh, that would be, uh, from what I would be thinking, pretty one-sided affairs. Um, so I would imagine that uh, Japan would get more out of it uh, than we would. Incidentally, uh, gentlemen, as we go into a short break here, two names have come through. Uh, Carla said, what about Mark Greatbatch? He thinks that he would do a good job as boss of New Zealand cricket. And Cliff has come in with an interesting call too. Uh, Roger Toos, who I understand is uh, doing very well in the financial sector as well. Roger Toos. Um, as the CEO of New Zealand Cricket. Interesting. Uh, 10.30 here on SENZ. Well, we'll be back with uh, Ben and Aidan very shortly. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Part two of the panel with Aidan McLaughlin and Ben Strang. And uh, Aidan, interesting uh, that, uh, no surprise though, but interesting still. Tiger Woods out of the PGA Championship. He continues to recover from the ankle injury. I'm not sure, having released his caddy, whether he's got expectations, uh, to be honest, of playing too much more serious golf. And, of course, off the course, he's got a financial uh, deal to try and sort out with uh, another ex-partner. Um, it's an interesting life. If, if it's a movie, if there's a movie, and there will be surely a movie about Tiger, I wonder who'd play Tiger. Oh, geez, that's a, t- that's a tough one. Um, um, what, what's the guy who does those um, the, the Rocky spin-offs? Oh, those movies. I can't even think of the name of them now. Uh, Creed. Is it? I can't think of the actor's name. Perhaps someone like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how close we are to a movie. But um, but I agree with you. I think he's done for the year. Uh, I think as soon as Joe LaCava um, departed uh, from his bag uh, and he's taken up a permanent role now with um, Patrick Cantlay, as I understand it, well, you don't leave Tiger Woods unless, one, he boots you out, or two, he's not going to be playing any golf. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if 
we don't see him for the rest of the year and maybe he'll take the early part of next year off as well. We might see him back at the Masters next year. Um, and I guess, you know, we, we all have seen in recent years just how much pain he plays under when he does play. Uh, and the fact that he had to have some um, some surgery after that Masters withdrawal, yeah, I think uh, I think that's him done. As for the, the personal stuff, yeah, that's getting quite interesting, isn't it? Um, from memory, that the, the ex-partner was by his side when he won that Masters a few years ago. Um, but there does seem to be some very interesting headlines and stories coming out of that situation. So, yeah, another personal headache for Tiger to deal with. Yeah, those non-disclosure agreements are quite interesting. Uh, actually, um, Michael B. Jordan, I'm told in my ear, Michael B. Jordan is the actor you're thinking of who plays those uh, particular yep. parts. Good, uh, Logan, thank you for, thank you for that. Uh, I would have had no idea. There's only one Michael Jordan in life for me. Uh, right, uh, let's get across uh, to you, Ben Strang. And uh, Tiger Woods, yes, uh, his, his life, but his life doesn't include golf uh, at the moment. No, it's a it's a it's a real shame. Uh, you know, it, it always happens, doesn't it? Where these phenomenal athletes fade away in one one way or another. Um, Tiger not going out with a bang like perhaps we would have liked with the the career that he has had, but um, in some ways it's also fitting that there's a lawsuit and that sort of thing going on because Tiger has. Has certainly lived life. Um, there's, there can be no doubt about that. I, I do hope that he does return for a, a couple of tournaments here and there um, when he's when he's able. But I mean, after that surgery, after the Masters, the way he limped off on that last day, it seemed pretty obvious that he was going to be out for a while. It wasn't going to be a, a quick fix to that um, plantar fasciitis injury. So um, yeah, it's it's a shame uh, and. As part of that, it means that you sort of, you know, who, who are you going to follow as a as a golf fan now? Is there anyone else with that personality that you want to really follow and 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 will see huge crowds tracking behind them over 18 holes? And I just don't think there's quite that personality anymore. I, I know I'd be avoiding Phil Mickelson, that's for sure, but um, but perhaps you're going to be watching Scotty Scheffler and, and John Rahm and, and the like just because of the, the way that they're playing at the moment is quite phenomenal. Well, they are. I mean, they're, they're taking the game to an, another um, another dimension. I feel of late, uh, Ram and Scheffler, and and uh, they will be the first to say uh, that's uh, all thanks to Tiger Woods with uh, how he set the game up, both financially and in terms of uh, coverage, etc. Uh, incidentally, Tiger Woods is forty seven. I, I I wouldn't mind uh, betting that uh, he would be a uh, pretty big draw card on the Champions Tour in three years because uh, they're a little uh, more relaxed in terms of mobility. Uh, they would certainly make an exception if Tiger Woods was to play on there. Think of the television ratings on the Champion Tour in three years' time if uh, Tiger Woods was a, a regular player and a regular contender and able to use a cart. Uh, I think that's quite a mouth-watering uh, concept going forward. Speaking of uh, veterans, uh, Aidan McLaughlin, Tom Abercrombie has uh, confirmed that he will return, will play his 400th ANBL game September 30 against the Cairns Taipans here at Spark Arena. How good? Oh, an absolute legend of uh, Breakers basketball, Smithy, and it's great to hear that he's signed on for another year. I mean, he's already... Uh, the, the the leading uh, he's got the leading appearances for the for the franchise. I think he's got about fifty more than uh, Mika Vakona. Um and he's he's the you know the breaker that's played 
for the last 13 or more years. You know, he's done a fantastic job. Um, he's developed into a real leader in, in that setup, and you know there's a lot of comings and goings with the breakers as we've seen over many years for, for various reasons. Um, but uh, Tom Abercrombie has been a real steady influence on that setup through good times and through bad times. And uh, yeah, great to hear he's back for another season. And uh, Ben Strang, um, I, I think uh, he's a fan favourite. There's no doubt about that. If, uh, if he uh, stays fully fit. Um, a terrific asset too. I think a lot of the players love love playing with him. I was just thinking as well about the legacy he's left behind because, you know, when the break, you know, the breakers have have been New Zealand's only, you know, truly professional team in that uh, ANBL. He's been a stalwart of that side for coming up sixteen seasons. Any basketball fan in New Zealand, as basketball has taken off over that time period. We'll be looking at Tom Abercrombie, and and these kids will be growing up and thinking, "Hey, I could actually do that." You know, like basketball was a viable option if you have the talent and have the work ethic to do it. Um, so he's just blazed a path in some ways for for players who who want to want to take their game to a professional level, and and now know that they can actually do that in New Zealand. And yes, the pathway is is also growing overseas. You see more and more New Zealanders going over to play in America and they're playing very, very well at college level in America. Um, Stephen Adams is is sort of the glowing light in the NBA. But guys like Tom Abercrombie, who, who turn out for the Tall Blacks whenever they get the opportunity, who have been so good for so long for the New Zealand Breakers, that's just a, a great legacy to leave behind for, for younger players, and I'm sure that that will lead to more New Zealanders, more talent coming through the basketball ranks, having somebody like that to look up to. Incidentally, Ben, uh, I'm not quite sure if you've been watching too much of the NBA, but this uh, LeBron James, I mean, continues uh, to absolutely... It uh, uh, confounds me, actually, with his ability um, to match it physically... Um, in terms of the long the, the minutes on the court, etc., but his skills as, as well. He's in action again uh, today, actually. A crucial game for Golden State against the Lakers, but um, I've I got to admire him um, for whatever reason or not. I mean, you know, he's just a, an absolute superstar of world sport, let alone basketball. Yeah, I, I so I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, have been for a very, very long time, uh, and so it was very frustrating. Uh, two days ago to watch that that last play where LeBron was basically directing traffic. And and if you see, there's a side-by-side of the Golden State Warriors in 2018 playing against the Lakers, an inbounds play at the end of a game. Uh, The players basically make all the same movements, kick the ball out to Clay Thompson in the corner. He shoots a three, unguarded, beautiful play. They basically tried to run the same play. Uh, two days ago, and LeBron remembered every single movement and was pushing the players and telling them where to go to stop that from happening, and it led to a turnover. And and people always talk about his photographic memory, the way he can recall every moment of a game immediately after that sort of thing. It's it's just phenomenal. I, I think um, he is he is an incredible athlete. Um, I don't understand the hate he gets sometimes. I think he is, he's, you know, these GOAT debates aren't very helpful, but but he is just phenomenal and people should absolutely enjoy watching him while they can. And hopefully um, <laughs> hopefully the Warriors do come back and he only plays three more games this season. But, <laughs> but uh, it is a joy to watch him when he is on the court. 
Yeah, it's, it's staggering, actually, for me. Um, anyway, for Aidan, um, listen, uh, Westpac are running a charity auction on Trade Me for the Hawke's Bay uh, Rescue Helicopter Trust. You're involved in this. Um, tell us a wee bit about um, the items for sports fans and, and the um, and the site itself. Yes, Smithy. So, well, thank you. We um, we had a, a quiz night fundraiser last night at the Tauranga Rugby Club, uh, where we had some silent auction items, and between the quiz and that, a few other things that were going on, we raised the best part of fifteen thousand dollars last night. Um, but you're right, we still do have five items on Trade Me. Um, uh, so that those Trade Me auctions are open until Sunday afternoon, so a few more days. So basically, if you go in to Trade Me and just type in signed All Blacks jersey, uh, probably the first tip will be uh, a signed replica of the 2022 All Blacks squad, um, which is, is on there. And then if you, you go through that item, you'll come to uh, the, the seller, which is HB Rescue Heli. And if you look at their other listings, you'll find the other four listings. Um, so we've got a signed Black Caps bat, uh, signed All Blacks rugby ball, and then we've also got some some awesome uh, rugby uh, packages. Uh, there's um, some tickets for the Hubs versus the Crusaders at Sky Stadium, which is coming up, and then also very kindly um, donated by SCNZ is uh, a couple of uh, corporate tickets to the Warriors versus the Corp- the Canberra Raiders at Mount Smart. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, extremely generous of SENZ and all our other uh, donors. But yeah, just get on to get on to trade me over the next few days. Uh, type in signed All Blacks jersey, and um, that should open the door to find all five of those items. But yeah, still still relatively low prices for some of them. So I think there's still a few bargains to be had if people get in there. Good on you, Aidan, uh, and congratulations on the fine work you're doing. Uh, thanks for being on the panel, and to you, uh, Ben String, as well, for your participation. Tiger Woods, uh, very interesting indeed. Um, and uh, of interest too, uh, I should just say to Richard, your text, uh, um, tongue-in-cheek, Mr Smith, when might you be having a female on the panel, please? Regards, Sue Bradford. Um, I get that. Um, so tomorrow, tomorrow, Lavina Good is on the panel tomorrow, Richard. I hope that appeases you.